hello, hello. What's going on? Welcome back into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. I'm your other co-host, Cam. You already know what it is. It's Monday night. It's Popcorn for Breakfast. Maybe it's not Monday night if you're listening on the podcast and you're not on the stream. 35 listeners just got defiantly angry at us. That's right. Like, it's Wednesday, yeah. smash. That's right. Let's be honest. If you if you don't watch on the stream, you're dead to me anyway. Just kidding. Whoa. Just kidding. That's sarcasm. As my three-year-old would say, Daddy, are you being sarcastic? He says it almost <laughs> like he's uh, <laughs> like he's Fran Drescher. <laughs> There's no R. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and I'm like, yes, I'm always being so I'm always sarcastic, um, which I hear is bad. It's not a good thing. Sarcasm. Sarcasm is on the hot seat. Uh, they oh, say really? it's, <laughs> I read an article somewhat recently that said, um, it was like in my, in my, some sort of feed, maybe somebody shared it. It was like, sarcasm is bad for your marriage. Here's why. And I was like, do tell, um, Basically, sarcasm is just, they're just saying, like, sarcasm is a form of, like, chronic negativity and stuff like that. I was like, I don't buy it, but whatever. Whoa. I don't buy it. Anyway, I was just being sarcastic. For those of you not listening on the stream, I still love you. We still love you. We're glad you're here. Um, Interesting week we got going on this week uh, in terms of movie news. Because, Kirk, movie and TV news is a little quiet right now. And... This is an overused saying, but I really feel like it's sort of the calm before the storm with regard to movie and TV news because the Oscars are next week. Well, I say next week, this Sunday. The Oscars are this Sunday. Um, We've had not very many new, like, in-theater releases. The Batman was sort of the last big thing to drop in theaters. Um, And then we've got a few, you know, nothing big, nothing knocking it off the top of the box office podium right now. You know, maybe maybe the Lost City next weekend, Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, we'll see. Um, yeah, no chance. No chance at all. It's uh, it's quiet, and it'll be quiet until Morbius, and we'll see if Morbius is quiet too. I don't know. But before you know it, Kirk, Oscars are going to happen, then we're going to be right into the throes of blockbuster season. But we still have stuff to talk about this week. We have... A new trailer, <laughs> this hap- This seems to happen every week. You can almost set your watch to it. We have a new trailer for a Disney Plus series. <laughs> I, think, right. I think their goal is to release, you know how Netflix is trying to release one movie every week uh, for the rest of the year at least? That's what Disney's trying to do with trailers. They're gonna, like, we're going to release a trailer every week for a Disney Plus series. Um, and they never seem to come, and, and yet we're always talking about them. It's amazing. Yes. It's like the NFL. The NFL is like the only sport that has talked about 12 months out of the year because they just constantly put themselves back into the news cycle. So that's what Dis- that's Disney's strategy right now. Marketing geniuses. And the other thing that has been consistent throughout the year so far has been some sort of controversy related to the Oscars, whether it be who got picked, who got snubbed, who's hosting the Oscars, the Oscars cutting out certain awards, and the most recent snub or the most recent controversy, which is just plain weird. They're just getting weird now. Um, We'll talk about that in this episode as well. Um, But before we do any of that, Kirk, I feel like I have a confession to make, and that confession is that... What? I like Apple TV Plus now, Kirk. Oh, my goodness. I do. 
I like it. I, I feel like it was the butt of every joke for the first two years that it was out, but I have to say it's kind of legit. It's kind of legit, Kirk. I don't know. I agree. I agree with you. We had a very hearty laugh about their first lineup. Um, most notably, Jason Momoa's series, which is getting a second <laughs> season somehow. Somehow. I don't know. I don't get that. Called C-S-E-E. Yeah. Um, that that right there was the epitome of what Apple TV Plus thought quality <laughs> streaming was. <laughs> And listen, their their opening lineup is still trash. Like they they were trash. Like we th- those yeah. those jeers were not misplaced. But I thought they would never dig their way out of it. And I feel like they're they're close. I feel like they're really close because I've watched all of the after party on Apple TV yeah. Plus. I'm watching Severance now. <sighs> They've got me, you know, and I'm watching that, and I get an ad for uh, you know, the last days of Ptolemy Gray. Mm-hmm. with with Samuel L and I'm like that's interesting and they've got new movies and TV shows coming out and I'm starting to be like man I think I'm a believer I think I'm a believer in this platform now I think so too I think that severance should be plastered everywhere because it's their first actual good show like they had some yeah. interesting concept shows like Dickinson you know sure what was was clever you know but nothing has been like so consistent like if it keeps it up Uh if severance keeps it up it could be one of the greatest shows right like one that we're like man you gotta watch severance that we reference and it's it's getting there it's that's big that's big kirk i'm in the early going um but yeah i mean i like i like what i see it's very reminiscent of homecoming yes on amazon prime it's very reminiscent of that i know different director different plot different everything but i mean it just has strong homecoming vibes to it um so i i do like it i'm i'm not far enough into it to be like really into it yet but i like the way right. they're where they're going um so ron swanson has not shown up to <laughs> take over the office <laughs> is that a real thing that happens if so i don't know that i'll keep watching <laughs> <laughs> no it is not of okay, course good. not um yeah, so, but I mean, the rest of their content library, it's coming along, Kirk, and they, they've kind of played the long game on this, and I was like, you know what? I, I subscribed to the Apple One bundle over over the weekend. I just did, Whoa. because I did the math, and I was like, I could switch from Spotify to Apple Music, which pained me to do, but it just made sense. I, I was like, I'm already paying for Apple TV+, Plus, and I think I'm going to continue doing it. Yeah. I'm already paying for iCloud. So switch to Apple music, boom, it's cheaper. So that's, that's where I'm at. And I cannot believe that I'm here. Cause I remember when that bundle came out and I was like, ha, who would ever, <laughs> because um, you get Apple news in a- Apple arcade with that as well. Yeah. And Apple fitness, um, oh, which it's funny. Like for me, never used Apple news before, never used Apple arcade before, not even like the free trial, Used the free trial of Apple fitness. I liked it. Um, but it was like not something I would pay for. Um, Mm -hmm. but now that I, now that I'm paying for the Apple one thing and those things are effectively free to me because the other costs were already factored in. I'm like playing games on Apple arcade, (laughs) you know, like the kind of person who's like, if I bought it, I'm going to use it. I'm like, I don't even read, I never read the news. Like I, I couldn't care less about 
the news and I'm like in Apple News Plus, like, ooh, what can I look at? People That's magazine? Right. <laughs> That's right. I will be I might be watching like one of the most incredible movies or shows or several Academy Award winning movies on HBO Max, like from the catalog, right? And I'm like, you know what though? I'm still paying for each for Netflix. Yeah. I'm still paying for Hulu. I'm still paying for Prime. So I do like a circle. I do a lap yes. around the streaming brothers and sisters. And then I keep going around and around to spread the wealth. So I yeah. get that. That's kind of like Apple Apple One. It's called Apple One, right? Apple One. So you're like, all right, listen, I got to get to all these services. Kind of like when you stay at a resort, you're like, well, yes, I Must will go get cucumbers on my eyes. All Why the not? <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. But yeah, the, the, the platform usage thing is so interesting because like it ebbs and flows. Like three months ago, I was not using Amazon Prime at all. Like Prime Video, not even a little bit. Now I'm using it all the time. I watched Reacher <laughs> on there. I've been watching a few other things on there. Um you know, and HBO Max has sort of fallen out of my rotation. So it's just like it constantly ebbs and flows. But, you know, I feel like those, there's a pretty, like, there's starting to be a pretty solid group at the top there with, with obviously Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, and then Apple TV Plus and Hulu. I mean, those five are, are pretty much kind of, kind of solid now, kind of like the must haves. Mm-hmm. And then, the, and then there's the bottom dwellers of, of the Paramount pluses, the, the peacocks of the world. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but it's gotten interesting and they're getting the last laugh. Apple's probably those Apple execs are over there getting the last laugh right now because, uh, everybody who mocked it mercilessly at the beginning, myself included is now on the hook, the fish on the line. And, uh, they got me, they got me. So, True. Well played. It's because they gave it to us for free for so long that we forgot to turn <laughs> off our auto renew. Yeah, and then whenever you start paying for it, it's like $5 or something like that. So, like, you don't even see it. You're just like, oh, well, st- you know, just Apple TV Plus, I got right. it. I guess I'll get one less cheeseburger this week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but only the week that it gets deposited, right? Yeah. Or withdrawn. And then you're like, yeah, whatever. I did great this week. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, it all makes sense. You can You can justify anything. Um, all right. But now that my confession is out of the way, and now that we're, now that we're, now that we're, we've come full circle on Apple TV plus, let's talk about what's going on this week. Let's get into what's popping. All right. First up our trailer, trailer reaction. Everybody loves a trailer reaction. And this week we have a very interesting trailer. (laughs) And if you had told me that a trailer was dropping from Disney Marvel, uh, you know, in Marvel Studios, whatever you want to call it, this week, I would have never guessed that it would have been Miss Marvel. My first guess would have been Thor: Love and Thunder. How do we not have a trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder? I'm convinced they're just not going to give us one. That thing comes out in like July or something yeah. like that, and we've <laughs> seen think, nothing. I think Takawa Titi even said like on on a red carpet. I think he was like, yeah, maybe the month before, maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, what is happening right now? I don't I don't understand. How I mean, th- maybe it's so spoilerful that they can't even release a single frame of that. Okay, movie. but come on, <laughs> they managed to pull together a trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and yep. Spider Man No Way Home. But if you look at, um, there was a guy, and I can't remember, it's been too long since I've seen it, but many weeks back, like four weeks back, somebody on Twitter posted like, for those of you scoring at home, 
Spider-Man No Way Home trailer came out X days before movie release. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, X days before movie release. And they were all like 100, like 100 days, 100 days, 100 days, something like that, or, or maybe 170 or something like that. And and he was like, that's where we're at with Thor Love and Thunder right now. So in other words, we're due. Any day the trailer's going to drop. And it's been like a month and a half since that person <laughs> posted that thing. I know. We're like 47 days, maybe less now, away from Doctor Strange and yeah. the Multiverse of Madness. And uh, nothing from nothing from Thor no, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe something so crazy happens in Doctor Strange that we can't even see the trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder until that premieres. We can't see anything that happens chronologically after that film until right. it happens. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be. I don't know. Anyway, we did get a trailer. Inexplicably, it happened to be Miss Marvel, um, which. Still excited about that big series, new character, um, so that's that's very exciting. Um, and this is an interesting trailer. And right now I can't share my screen because there's an error with Streamyard, so I won't be able to pull up the trailer. But I want to talk about this trailer because there's a few things going on here. First of all, newcomer on the scene, Amon Vellani, playing the lead role of Kamala Khan. We've got Miss Marvel in. A way that we've never really seen Miss Marvel before. She has different powers. She mm-hmm. she seemingly has different powers from what she had in the comics. Which, in spite of everything that Marvel has done to date to change things from the comics, I feel like this is the farthest. And, and maybe I'm missing some detail, but I feel like this is the farthest departure from a character's actual powers that we have seen. She appears to have powers that are more akin to Monica Rambeau uh, than, than really like the stretchy uh, Miss Marvel shape-shifting type of powers. What were, your, what were your thoughts on that? So I don't know a lot about this Miss Marvel. All yeah, I know so she's is kind that. Of like a, she's kind of like a Mr. Fantastic type character. She can get okay. big, she can get small, she can stretch her body, she can make a big giant, like she's, she's sort of a shape-shifter of sorts. Can she like turn into like inanimate objects? Like I'd like to turn into a hamster to avoid capture. She's not like a wonder twin. (laughs) She can. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) But she could like, you know, she could turn into like the shape of something. Uh, Of water. Could she turn into the shape of water? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. She could turn into like the shape of like a teapot though. You know? Okay. Okay. And you could put water inside of her. I mean, and pour it out of her. Potentially. I mean, she would okay. be still a person and not a teapot, but <laughs> if that makes sense, like she doesn't physically transform into a teapot. She just could transform into the shape of one. Anyway. Okay, gotcha. So like when Wile E. Coyote gets like destroyed and like turns into like different angles, yeah. and he becomes that for a while until he like blows on his thumb and he pops back out, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, she, she is what they describe as a polymorph. Very cool. So she can do all kinds of things. But in this trailer, what we see is something that's, she even describes it. She's like, someone says, how does it feel? And she says, cosmic. Um, and she's got, you know, she you, you're still seeing things that are Miss Marvel-esque, a big giant fist of energy coming out, like all of these different powers, you know, super jump type things. But it's it's altogether different than what you would expect from Miss Marvel for those who are familiar with the character, which is like a very stretchy, 
Mr. Fantastic type of, of character. So that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they go out of their way to mention Jersey City, New Jersey, that she's like, this isn't supposed to happen to somebody from Jersey City. And then the other overarching thing is that um, the vibe of this is very, you know, coming of age, uh, teenage, uh, like high school type drama it it's it's very reminiscent of like spider-man homecoming and it might be the most like it might be the most adolescent teenage type thing they have done since that or 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 anything even really remotely similar to that since spider-man homecoming so it's got a very different vibe um the reason i call out the jersey city thing kirk and you know what i'm gonna say jersey city and and the cosmic powers is that that makes me speculate that whatever is going on with her powers is directly related to what happened in WandaVision and what happened with Monica Rambo and the force field, like that town. Um, and the name is escaping me at the moment, but that town that they were in was in New Jersey. And so the fact that she's in Jersey city and they go out of their way to say it in the trailer, you have to believe that that that's going on. Right? Absolutely. Because Nothing in Marvel is just like thrown away. It's yeah. all intentional. It's all well thought out. And it's it's just so wonderfully connected. And I think that if you're going to have someone cosmic and who can rotate between different galaxies and multiverses just at will or in a chaotic sense, what better version to do it than, than to connect it with Wanda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Westview anomaly. So Westview is the name of the town. But man, that, that series feels like it was eons ago and it was like this time last year or january of last year wow um but yeah i mean they're, they're leaning heavily into those connections and like i said we even theorized it when we did our um when we did our uh what, what do we call it? spilled popcorn of yeah. wandavision episodes we talked about kamala khan because we knew this series was coming we knew that she was in jersey city we had looked all that up and so it looks like they're leaning into that which is exciting but Outside of the WandaVision tie-ins, the Miss Marvel tie-ins, I mean, you see her in the, or sorry, the Captain Marvel tie-ins, you see her in the trailer daydreaming about being Captain Marvel, wearing the Captain Marvel suit and things like that. But outside of those uh, sort of larger MCU tie-ins, what are your thoughts on the overall, the vibe, the aesthetic, the tone, um, and and the overall look of the show? I think it hits. I think it hits uh, right on. I am very, as someone who knows nothing about Miss Marvel, um, I am very excited to see this show. I know nothing about the main conflict of this character. I know nothing about, uh, quite notably, the powers that should be there and may or may not uh, surface. So I'm very excited after seeing this trailer. Fantastic music, fantastic vibe. As the kids say, I'm showing my chuggy side. And I just want to say that I really need a big hitter uh, from the from the, uh, the rest of the Avengers to come into this one. We haven't really had that yet. And I know it's to kind of keep them separate, introduce them as their own. And I don't want to diminish this character. I just want the shock factor. And I don't care who it is. I just want someone to show up in this that I wasn't expecting. So please... That's the only thing I want out of this series because they haven't done it yet. Yeah, it is the line that they have not crossed with the series. And I think to your point, if they were to do it, then there's there's a little bit more excitement that goes into every series because you feel like nothing is off limits. You know, right. like this isn't these series are not reserved for 
just smaller characters, just small events. Like anything is on the table. Anything that could happen in a movie could happen in these series. And that makes them must watch television. You know, like when we were theorizing about Spider-Man appearing in, in uh, Hawkeye, when we were theorizing about Captain Marvel appearing in WandaVision, you know, we had all of these different thoughts about who might appear Thor in Loki, etc. It never came to fruition. So it would be good to see it. Um, to your point, Kirk, this might be the one, though. You know, that there are rumors, uh, or people are speculating that Hulk might appear in Moon Knight. I don't know if that is practical, but if you would think logically, the next appearance for Miss Marvel that we know of, and that is confirmed, is Nia DaCosta's The Marvels, which is a direct sequel to Captain Marvel, and which will feature uh, Monica Rambeau, so Photon, Monica Rambeau, whatever you want to call her, and and Miss Marvel Kamala Khan in addition to Captain Marvel. So you would think there might be an opportunity for Brie Larson, Captain Marvel to appear in this series, but I agree with you. I think that would take things to the next level. You know, it's one of the things that they separate themselves from DC. You know, DC, you can have six different versions, six different actors, and still the silver screen has whoever is the most... I don't know, buzzworthy uh, celebrity. <laughs> yeah. Even when, like, like the Flash, we have we have uh, Mister Mister Gustin, who is playing an incredibly fantastic Flash on TV for several seasons before they cast this character, and then you just pick Ezra. Like, sorry, no, that doesn't sit right with me. So I think that if you continue to inject the real characters into the Disney Plus series. We know they will. We know they won't change. They won't mix casting. Uh, but I really think that that is just one more nod service to the fans and to the story. Agreed. Yeah, Disney or DC seems to divide, like build a divide within their own fan base of like, yes, these are the CW fans and these are the DC extended universe movie fans and we we've built two separate products for them um which is a strange choice and and yeah that is the thing that separates marvel and i think that if they want people to continue to be interested in the shows and to feel like you have to watch the shows and stay fully connected to understand what's going on in the movies then they need to inject more of the movie storylines into uh the shows and vice versa, which I mean, we're starting to see because Dr. Strange talks directly about Westview in Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. We think Loki will appear. Um, there's a lot that hinges on that movie, but this will be interesting. I think it's, I think it's one of the most intriguing projects that Marvel has going right now is miss Marvel. Cause she's a new character. She's a young character. A lot rests on her shoulders. Um, and we'll be anxiously awaiting it. So Miss Marvel coming, I believe they said June, June in the trailer. So we'll be excited about that one. All right, next up, Kirk, let's move on to the Oscars. We've got six days till the Oscars, six oh, days. So we're getting really close to final thoughts and predictions and, and things like that. And so I, I will imagine that our stream next week and in our podcast, our What's Poppin' podcast will we'll revolve heavily around what happens on Sunday night at the Oscars. That'll sort of be our Oscars po post show. Um, and I don't know if we'll do a, a pre-stream like we did last year for the Oscars or anything like that, but I do want to talk about the Oscars. Yes. Because there are so many storylines going on right now. Um, and there was a new one this week and really last night, which is that Rachel Zegler posted last night 
on Instagram that she somehow inexplicably does not have an invite to the Oscars. And, and despite her position as the lead in an Oscar best picture nominated film, West side story and her rising star status and all of her connections. And the fact that she's in a film directed by Steven Spielberg and the list goes on and on and on. She has been unable to secure a position in the audience of that show. And this comes after the Oscars announced that they are cutting time that they're devoting to big award categories, including editing score hair and makeup, etc. Um, to they're going to pre-record those and then kind of they said they're going to try to weave them into the broadcast which means they're going to cut them way down and then sort of like splice them in they've also you know they've added a performance of of we don't talk about bruno even though that song's not nominated so they're they're doing all these things to try to enhance the show but the whole time seem to be sort of tripping over their own feet i mean what is there to even expect about this show at this point and, and I don't know, like, it feels like a lot's on the line right now for them if this does not go well because they're risking so much. But what's your reaction to the latest story and and overall thoughts on where things stand heading into the Oscars? It's absolutely insane. <laughs> absolutely insane. Uh, everything that you've said there is all of their stumbling blocks, all of their self-made obstacles. And to not invite someone from the cast of the best picture nominee even though it won't win it's just it's so thoughtless it's so reckless yeah and you have this young actor who is uh, trying to you know make connections and be seen and you're destroying that opportunity for her uh it's an absolute flaming pile of garbage this well, whole situation yeah and she's she's young to your point and has a young fan base and a, and a pretty avid fan base i don't know if you've like follow her on twitter follow her on instagram like she's a she's already a sensation people yeah. love her um she's got a she's got a very like k-pop boy band type of following behind her really at this point so that seems like another missed opportunity for the academy and I'll just say it because I've said it before. She should be nominated, first of all. I, I, for me, and I'm not saying this to be hyperbolous at all. Like, For me, she was the performance of the year. Her, her performance as Maria was my favorite acting performance. Uh, you know, I, I don't, I haven't thought about it like on the male side, but like if I was nominating best actress, she would have been at the top of my list and then there would be others. But so that's ridiculous in and of itself. But the fact that she can't even get into the show is crazy. The fact that the Oscars let it get this far, as soon as she starts asking around, you have to find a way to get her into the show. This should not be hard right. to do. It should have been the news broke and whoever's responsible for the guest list should have been either fired or immediately called her on their personal cell yeah. phone and said, hey, my bad, we're getting you front row next to Meryl Streep. No, no worries. 10 gift baskets it's on us yeah the fact that the instagram post was out there before they could squash this is a huge pr failure on their part and it just it looks bad especially with everything else they've got they've got going on i mean the the host search was one of those things that should have been a huge opportunity for them like after two years the oscars is going back to being a hosted event um and they went. They leaked all of these big names. I mean, they were saying Tom Holland. They were saying John Hamm. They were saying 
the only murders in the building crew, like huge names. And then they end up going with Wanda Sykes, Regina Hall, and uh, Amy Schumer. Most people are like not enthused by that based on just what I've seen. I'm not overly enthused with that selection outside of Wanda no. Sykes, who is who frankly should just be doing the dang thing by herself if anybody's going to do it. Um, but, you know, you leak all those big names and then you, you trip on your own feet to say, well, we went with these guys who were not our first choice. <laughs> like, it's just a disaster. And, and after all the bad PR they got about cutting awards and changing the format of the show and trying to be more hip and with it, like, it's it feels like this is the fork in the road for the Academy. You, you, you know, this year... The Globes were not televised. And, and of course, that was for reasons outside of just television production value and what it represents as a product. That was for, like, scandal and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and all the craziness that was going on there. But if this show tanks after how the Oscars looked last year, if the ratings are not good on this, you have to think they're going to start, you know, ABC is going to start looking at this thing and going what is this as a commercial property? Like, do we yeah. even continue to invest time and resources and money into this event? Or do we just say, Hey, Academy of arts and sciences, go live stream your crap and take a hike. I mean, this is, this feels like it's it. It's possible. I mean, I'm still waiting for the phone call or the email to our popcorn for breakfast at gmail. Popcorn for breakfast podcast at gmail.com to say, Hey guys, we need your input. We think you are fantastic influencers and we think you have incredible ideas and we'd like you to restructure our show and how the voting works and the entire Academy. I mean, it's fine like that we haven't gotten the email yet. Maybe it's in our spam, but I really think that they should come to us and help us reshape the face of the Academy Awards. That's bold, Kirk, but you're a bold guy. I'm a bold guy. My name is Kirk. To boldly go where no man has gone before. I'd be willing to say. I'd be willing to say we could make a few less PR mistakes than them because the stuff that they're doing at this point is just. Uh, it's pretty dumb. It's pretty dumb. We would make f- uh, fewer PR mistakes that are offensive and more non-offensive PR mistakes that people would just like. It's a train wreck yeah. and they can't look away. Exactly. Like uh, like we get like a sand sculpture uh, at the front of uh, <laughs> <laughs> the entrance and it collapses and it completely engulfs Sterling K. Brown and he, he has to go to the hospital <laughs> and you, you witness. Sterling <laughs> and, and perhaps um, we, serve, we serve drinks during... Uh, drinks and snacks during the entire production, right? Like you never yeah. get to see that. Like, and there's a crazy commotion, and you can't understand anyone because you hear um, you you hear uh, Robert Downey Jr. munching on some pop rocks, and it's just like <laughs> sizzling in his mouth. I think these are the things that people will want to see: the actors being real people. They need they need PR mistakes that make people want to watch the show, not make people not want to watch it. Because sometimes, you know, with events, they have like. PR mistakes, which are like fake things that they do for publicity stunts to get people to watch the show. Um, This is not what's going on here. What's going on here is they're just being dumb and making tons of mistakes. Like the Rachel Zegler thing is a disaster. The, the backlash to cutting those awards is a disaster. I feel like that would have been better as like a ask forgiveness, not permission type of thing. (laughs) You know, like, we had to cut things out of the live broadcast because of this, that, and the other. Um, I don't know. It feels like 
this thing is not headed in the right direction. Last year's Oscars were the most boring thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm the target audience. I love right. the movies, you know, like we are the people who should be digging it. And it was painful to watch. So I'm, I'm nervous because I, I do love the Oscars. It's really the only award show that I've consistently tuned in for. It's something that I value. Um, it just feels like, man, there's a lot at stake this year for the Oscars. And I, I hope that I hope they pull it off, but it's it just seems to be headed in the wrong direction. But before mm-hmm. we get into the Oscars on Sunday, Kirk, I got to know. Final final pick, best picture, what do you think wins? Not what do you want to win, what do you think wins? It's going to go to Coda. Coda. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of positive momentum behind Coda. I am gonna go Belfast. I've been. See, I I've been, want Belfast. Yeah, I want it. But Coda has so much momentum right now. I don't know what I want at this point. I really don't. I thought about that. I, I mean, there's nothing that I'm just like absolutely crazy over. Like I would be happy if Dune won. I, I really would be, and I would. I would be happy if Coda won. Um, but. I know what I don't want, and that's don't look up. And and I, dude, I saw that, I saw that don't look up, won the Writers Guild original screenplay award, and so help me, Kirk, <laughs> so help me, if it wins original screenplay at the Oscars, and I mean, God forbid it wins the big award, it will not. But that's just a, I I don't I will lose. I think I will lose all faith in the academy at that point they're already Mm -hmm. like i'm already trending that way over some things that they've done over the last few years and obviously don't look up getting nominated in my opinion is an absolute disaster in the first place it should not have been nominated but if it wins original screenplay oh my gosh i will freak out i will freak out because it's just a new television i the jokes aren't funny it's not it's a it's a satire that's not funny and this the narrative like the actual plot line is a mess so it's just it would just be political at that point which there are good political movies <laughs> nominate them you know like he he has made good political movies i don't know i'm on my soapbox again i've said all of this stuff before but i swear <laughs> I swear, dude, if that movie wins, if that movie wins Best Original Screenplay, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to absolutely lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you very much. I want so much for them to turn things around this year, and I don't think it's going to happen. And then next year, we'll have to make the decision oh, no. once again. Do we watch or do we boycott the Oscars finally <laughs> I wish I hadn't watched last year I wish I could unwatch last year's Oscars because it was so it was so hard to watch and, well and- you know how you can unwatch last year Cam we can dive into the science of the time travel from the Adam the Project, Adam Project. <laughs> I can eliminate that version of myself <laughs> yes could be could be hopefully this year is better we'll be watching we'll be watching we'll, we'll be following it along but again there it's it's like 
it's like that game don't break the ice right now with the oscars somebody's got the little hammer and they're just like oop we forgot to invite rachel zegler she posted on instagram <laughs> oop nobody likes our host selection and the guy in the chair is like Ugh. you know like it's that's where we're at right now with the oscars yes. and it's 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 scary hours scary hours big time okay a few quick things before we before we conclude and as kirk mentioned this this week's review is for the adam project he just kind of teased that there so when we get done with the stream tonight we're going to go record that it'll drop on thursday thursday march 24th is when that will drop so be on the lookout for that um and our review of turning red is available if you guys haven't gotten a chance to listen to that highly recommend you do so um but before we move into that, a few quick hitters. One, True Detective 4 is in the works as we speak. Um, Barry Jenkins is attached to produce. They didn't say anything about him show running it or um, anything like that. I mean, Nick Pizzoletto, Pizzoletto has been the, the creative mastermind behind it from, from really beat one, uh, the very first season, which some people continue to call the greatest season of television ever made the the matthew mcconaughey woody harrelson season followed by a disastrous season in season two <laughs> followed by a good season in season three with mahershala ali so true detective season four is in the works let the rumor mill start spinning on who could possibly star as our detectives i've seen some fan casting that i freaking love but it's from people who like love movies so it's or like people who who like people who I would normally agree with. Somebody was like Riz Ahmed, and I was like, ooh. Yes. Yes, one million percent. <laughs> I was like, they should hire you. Who are you? You should be the <laughs> casting director for this show, because that would be so great. Like, I, I would be behind that 100%. I would also be behind, like, Cynthia Erivo. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I have tons of ideas. It'll probably be... I mean, Mahershala was a great choice, and that season was cool, because he was, he, he was like... It was like young Mahershala, old Mahershala. He was like playing two different versions of himself. That was pretty slick. But you know what? It should go like if the Academy bounces back because he did that right after his win. He did. I think they should just do it like if you win <laughs> best actor. Yeah. Best actress. You automatically. <laughs> it's like a sweet season. It's like an award. <laughs> They're like in the award for best actor and best actress and who will also be leads in True Detective 5 goes to. <laughs> they automatically they pair you up. They take best oh. actor in a leading role, best actress in a leading role, boom, duo, you're off. Yes. That would be hilarious and amazing. And it would be great every time. It, That's a good way to do it, honestly. Season 35 of True Detective, we get Ryan Seacrest <laughs> <laughs> to announce it. Yeah. Dude, now there's how you spice up the Oscars right there. But I'm like on full super sleuth on this. I've I'm becoming true detective because I'm trying to detect who they're gonna cast in this show. So I've been going through um you know uh Nick Pizzoletto, who is again the showrunner, the creator of the series. If you remember correctly, Kirk, we did we review this movie The Guilty? No, but we both watched it. Okay, we didn't review it though. Okay, Jake Gyllenhaal was in that movie, Kirk. Yes. And Nick Pizzoletto, or Pizzolatto, sorry, wrote that movie. And he doesn't he doesn't do a lot of like movie writing. So I'm like, Jake Gyllenhaal, that would be fire. And who's Ab Ahmed? 
Jake Gyllenhaal and Riz Ahmed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Automatically, Riz Ahmed, Jake Gyllenhaal is a nice to have. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Riz Ahmed wasn't even in a movie this year. How do you win Best Actor? Listen, we really needed him in True it's Detective. It's not important, okay? <laughs> After review, they decided that Sound of Metal still counts, and he gets chosen for that, okay? We don't yes. make the rules. I mean, we do make the rules, but um, yeah, don't don't look, don't look, read the fine print. Okay, so we'll keep an eye on that. I, I'm also, I'm on <laughs> them saying Barry Jenkins attached to produce. I'm like, who has Barry Jenkins worked with? Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be Viola Davis. I don't know. It yes. could be anything. Um, we'll keep an eye out. But that's coming from The Hollywood Reporter, reporting that it's in the works at HBO. This one, I had to I had to clip. It's not like the biggest story ever, but it's really cool. So we, we talked a little bit when we did our review of the Batman. We talked about this, like, universe that they're spinning up outside of the Batman. So there was, like, a prequel graphic novel comic series Um called like before the batman that's pretty cool they're doing these spin-off shows one's on gotham city pd slash arkham asylum one's on the penguin um and they're doing this whole movie trilogy well they just announced dc did they have a comic line called dc black label which is more mature comics and that it's newer and it's really cool i've, I've really liked a lot of the stuff that they've had there's some really cool batman stories coming out of that but they just announced a series under the DC Black label called Riddler Year One. And it's about Paul Dano's Riddler. And it's written by Paul Dano. He's writing the comic book. Shut up. Yes, dude. And it's like a six, it's like a it's like a mini series. You know, like in comics they a lot of times will do like limited run series that are like six issues or twelve issues or something like that. So it's a six issue series. And okay. Paul Dano is actually writing the story about the Riddler. And this will be the Riddler from, I think, before the Batman. So has potential to be really, really cool. Man, I mean, if you just want to see the darkest thoughts on paper. <laughs> I know. I have to read it because I want to see like what his actual head is like. Oh, oh, it's, it's a nightmare. I think, <laughs> actually, I think this is Paul Dano's trick to actually uh, bring the uprising that we saw in the Batman. Yeah. Uh, so you will become one of his 507 followers by reading this comic. Dude, there are, speaking of that, I don't know how much trivia you've read, read about the Batman or like how much, I don't like set leaks and stuff like that. There are stories about Paul Dano that are crazier than the stuff that you heard about Heath Ledger when he was Joker. Like, the fact that the idea of wrapping his head in saran wrap, that was his idea. He insisted on it. Yes, I did it, see that. So that's insane. Second, the um, the scene where he records the video message for the Batman, which is very similar to The Dark Knight when Heath Ledger has the guy. It's the same thing. The Riddler's like talking to that guy. He mm-hmm. did like 200 takes of that. And he was the one. He was telling Matt Reeves, I want to go again. I want to go again. He was doing all these different creative things because he wanted, like, the most insane take humanly possible. And so he was, like, telling the production crew, like, we're going to go again. We're going to go again until we get the take. (laughs) Like, crazy Uh, stuff, dude. I mean, I I kid you not. Paul Dano is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. But, like, a controlled insane. Like, I don't think he's actually ever going to hurt anybody. No, no, no. The dark thoughts in his mind... I, I just wanna I just wanna give him a hug. Honestly, yeah. I think I think he just needs a big hug. I mean, I want him searched before I hug him, but I think 
that's what he needs. I think he's absolutely harmless, but I'm glad that there are people who are this kind of controlled crazy that he is because how many convincingly terrifying performances has he given us to date? Plenty. And every, they're, every time. time I see him, I'm horrified. So it's like, I'm glad you're here. You make movies more realistic because like, it's so believable that you're a psychopath. You know what I need Paul Dano to do? I need him to get super jacked, like out of nowhere. Yeah. And then just do a Marvel movie and just be like, <laughs> a, like a lead yeah. hero. Nova. <laughs> yes. He's like some like, super jacked, like Adonis type <laughs> hero. And then immediately after, just lose all of that muscle and yeah. go back to his original frame and then never do another superhero movie yeah. again. Christian Bale style. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That would be that would be wild times, but I'm definitely reading that comic series. It's going to be insane, um, and it's supposed to come out this October. So keep an eye out for that. Riddler oh, Year good. One, Halloween. You know, just like horrify us. Just even to more. haunt Thanks. your dreams. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And finally, I threw this in here. I don't even know why I threw this in here. I, I don't really want to talk about this, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> Deadline is reporting that a play doh, play doh movie, is in the works. Play doh. Stupid. Nobody likes Play-Doh. Well, everybody likes Play-Doh, Kirk. But the problem is, you can't make a movie out of Play-Doh. I hate Play-Doh. No, you don't. Nobody hates... Oh, as an adult. You hate cleaning up Play-Doh. I do. Because your kids drop it on the floor, and then they stomp into it with their feet, and then it gets dried, and there's little Play-Doh pieces everywhere. Recently, for some reason, we have Play-Doh in, in my basement that's filled with toys. Filled yeah, with you're, thousands, you're, if not millions of toys. Your basement with carpet floors, too. With carpet floors. Yeah. And a small child recently uh, found the Play-Doh, which is like in the tiniest little container <laughs> in all of the, the vast amount of toys, the <laughs> sea of toys. And they cracked it open. Was it my I kids? them. And I said, <laughs> I said... No. It was my kids, wasn't it? And they closed it. <laughs> and they went about their way. <laughs> was it my children? I don't remember what uh, child it was. I think it was. I bet it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I'm like definitely a Play Doh Nazi when it comes to like don't mix the colors. Like that gives me insane anxiety when that happens. Yeah. Um, it really stresses me out because there's no undoing that. That's done. No. When, when that happens, that's a done deal. But anyway. <laughs> They're making a movie out of Play-Doh because you know how like all the video games are being turned into movies right now. Mm -hmm. Also this trend that I don't feel like people are noticing, but it's happening. If you watch all childhood games and toys are being turned into movies, Barbie movie. There was a battleship movie. There's been GI Joe movies, um, Lego movie. They're making Beyblades into a movie. Yeah. And some of these things work. So like Lego Movie, good example. That works because they already had a whole series of games and TV shows out there. They had established a style of comedy and art for the show. And they just applied that to the movies and it totally worked. But Play-Doh, like there are no characters in Play-Doh. What is this going yeah. to be? No, this is going to be an absolute disaster. I mean, if, if we're really going this route... Of, of random toys from the 90s. Let's yeah. create. I mean, Skip who's it, to movie. stop us from getting Gak? Gak. The movie, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Johnny Armstrong or jo- Johnny, what's the stretchy one? I Stretch don't know Armstrong. what his name is. Stretch Armstrong. Um, Tamagotchi. Bop it, Bop it the it. movie. 
Actually, Bop It would be lit if it was like a Saw type movie. <laughs> Bop It. What's What's the ankle? What's the, skip That's it. That's what I said. Skip it. Skip it. Oh, the you movie. Said skip it. Yeah. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. These are the movies actually I want to see. These Rock'em Sock'em Robots would be lit. They basically made that. It was called Real Steel, and yeah. Hugh Jackman was in it, and it was awful. <laughs> and there's somehow a second one coming. <laughs> yeah. You know, we could have gotten even a Furby movie would be more enticing than Play-Doh because it it's can be a kid's horror movie. It's basically Gremlins. I mean, like, yes. Furbies are Gremlins <laughs> for all intents and purposes. So Yes. I yeah. mean, there's so many things. There's so many things that are more interesting than Play-Doh or have a better storyline possible than Play-Doh. Play-Doh makes no sense it as doesn't. a movie. I'm imagining Gumby, and I'm also imagining... Um, do you remember on Nickelodeon when they had that orange face guy? His name was Face. That's right. Hi there, Face here, right? He, he was sometimes... His mood, he was a different color. What? Depending on Face's oh, mood, he was mood, a different yes. color. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. like mood yeah. And wasn't he sometimes made out of like Play-Doh and they would like roll him around? Uh, like I think little, they did like, some creative stuff there. Yeah, like commercial, yep. like cutscenes. Like you're watching Nickelodeon, and here's face like rolling around. I don't yes, know. Yes, they it, would do. Yeah, this is what I'm imagining, and, and and that doesn't make a good movie if it's just like that for 90 minutes. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. I am boycotting this movie, and I hope it fails before it gets into production. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens, but it's happening, Kirk. And and, and God help us. Whatever, whatever childhood toy they choose next etcher sketch uh who knows we've named out a bunch of skip it i still contend that a bop it style horror movie where if you fail to to bop it twist it pull it um that could be cool (laughs) that could be cool but beyond that i'm cutting that cutting all of these off especially beyblades beyblades is at the top of my it list i don't know play-doh it it might be worse than Beyblades. It really might. Yeah, so I'm, it, uh, it's close. It's, a sh- it's just it's not you get it's not even a shape until you have someone shape it. I mean, they have all those playsets, but even the playsets are just plastic that you shove Play-Doh through violently to create hair and <laughs> violently. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. And then the sequel, they're going to bring in Silly Putty. It's Play-Doh yeah. versus Silly Putty. It's going to be a whole thing, and they're going to make millions of dollars. Uh-huh. And I'm going to be millions of angry is what I'm going to be. Yeah, we've got a comment in the stream chat about claymation. It, so it should be. like If it's not stop motion claymation, that's yeah. full stop. I mean, that that's just, that has to happen. What other medium do you do it in? Do you, an, do you what, like animate it? No. Claymation would be great. You get the Rankin Bass team in there and we just go for it. They should just have Wes Anderson direct are. it. <laughs> Oh, that's true. That that's cool. very true. Anyway, I, we've we've given way too much airtime to Plato the movie, but I just had to let you One know. One more thing about Plato the movie <laughs> that it's happening, and I hate it, um, and it's the worst. But here we are, and and here we are now at fifty-one minutes. Whenever I said we didn't have that much to talk about, but we did it. Uh, we t- <laughs> we talked for a long time, and we've got the Oscars coming up this Sunday. So stay tuned for all of our coverage of the Oscars. We will be usually we're tweeting it. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, that's the place to go for Oscars coverage. We'll be tweeting out awards, reactions, usually some memes, usually some some gifs and some silliness. We'll be doing that. Um, and then join us next Monday on the stream when we give our thoughts 
post Oscars. Our official picks, let's recap again. Kirk has picked Coda to win Best Picture. That's what he thinks is going to win. I think Belfast. Even though I want, even though I want it to be Belfast. Right. Let's be clear. I think it'll be Belfast. I don't know if that's like what I want. I don't know what I want. I, this is the central problem in my life. I, I have no idea what I want at any <laughs> given moment in time, but we won't go down that road. So Oscars coverage coming your way from all of our PFB socials, our review of the Adam project coming your way this Thursday. Be sure to refresh your feeds or just easily hit that subscribe button on all your podcast feeds so that you get it right away and you get your notification and so much more coming your way very soon. We'll have Morbius. We'll have spilled popcorn on Moon Knight. We, I mean, so many interesting things coming down the pike. But until yep. that time, we have to give a special thanks to our executive producer, Ryan Spriggs, as well as the band Rhetoric, who created our original music. Give those guys a look on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever. And we will see you guys next time. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.